friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Tenant Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely fantastic day today. And Ted's traveling right now, working on some stuff, and uh, so I'll be running solo for you today. And I got a lot of different stuff we're going to be covering today. The first thing I wanted to make sure everybody knows is you voted, and it won the product of the week, the ultimate multiple capsule formula on sale today as product of the week, over 10% off for $26.94. This has been and will be one of our pretty much basic, most effective staple products that we have on our website that I always recommend everybody starts with. It's always the base of every supplement stack. And so I encourage you, if you want to check it out on the website right now, product of the week really increases energy, helps out with focus, covers a whole list of different things. And quite frankly, the reviews on the website speak for themselves. I and mean, you can go on our website and click around the ultimate multiple and you can read all the different reviews we have from customers on there that have taken it over the last couple of years and have gotten fantastic feedback and fantastic results from it. So again, Super cost-effective, great product to throw in your supplement stack. And again, when you buy products like this, it helps support this show. And HealthMasters.com is essentially the sponsor. So we thank you for doing that and thank you for supporting HealthMasters.com. And one of the first things that I wanted to get into this morning, so I've been going through a whole lot of different articles today and going through a lot of different topics that are pretty relevant and stuff that a lot of us can actually make sure we're staying involved in and be aware and awake of. And this is something that was interesting that caught my eye because I read about it about a month ago. And another article was just posted on it from a website called Simple Flying. And it's pretty much like an aviation aircraft website. But they went into detail and more about this Air Defender 23 exercise. Now, on Simple Flying on this website, this isn't like a conspiracy theory site or anything like that. They're bringing up some pretty valid numbers, and they've researched this stuff about this entire exercise. And it's essentially the largest air exercise of air forces in NATO history. Now, the thing that's strange about this, it's going to have over 10,000 participants with over 220 aircrafts, primarily fighter jets. It's going to be from June 12th to the 23rd with 25 nations participating in the largest ever military exercise in European airspace history. Now, what's crazy about this, it's from all the way from Belgium, Bulgaria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, France, Germany, Luxembourg, Norway, Poland, Romania, Slovakia, Spain, Sweden, Turkey, United Kingdom, United States, and Greece. A hundred alone will be re- arriving, a hundred of the aircraft alone will be arriving from 38 states in the United States, in the U.S., 100 aircrafts were shipping over there, including the F-35. Now, the thing that's interesting about this is the last time we saw a NATO exercise, the Balt Ops 2022, that was right around when the Nord Stream pipeline got bombed. You guys remember that whole thing? That was right around that operation. Oh, we're doing a NATO exercise 2022, Baltic Ops. And, uh, oh, suddenly Nord Stream pipeline got bombed. Oh, Russia must have bombed their own pipeline going to Germany because, you know, that's what they would do. And then blame it on Ukraine. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Bomb your own pipeline from getting, you know, gas to Germany. Well, it's strange to me now. We've got this exercise that is going to be, and I state literally done, at the front door of Ukraine. 
and right in the middle of this alleged conflict between Russia and Ukraine, I mean, they're going to be in the backyard flying around. When you're talking about F-35s and F-22 Raptors, how fast these planes are, I've watched them in person, incredible aircrafts, they're going to be operating right there in the midst of this stuff going on with over 220 aircrafts involved. This is going to span a significant portion of Europe with this many aircrafts. And uh, again, I don't know what's going on with this. I find it to be very strange that they're doing the largest exercise of air forces in NATO history uh, right in the backyard of where all this stuff is going to be happening. But again, I'm just throwing the news out there. You guys do with it what you want. I would encourage, it's just my opinion, I would encourage everybody be vigilant and be aware coming up into June right now. There's a lot of strange things that have been happening. There's a lot of awakening in the United States and globally with people that are really starting to question the narrative of things that are occurring. And uh, when the narrative gets questioned and people stop believing the lie and people actually start standing up and doing what they're doing right now, Usually you see some type of false flag event. Is that going to happen with this? I have no idea. I'm not predicting it. I'm not even implying that. All I'm saying is this Air Defender 2023 operation that's from June 12th to June 23rd is extremely strange to have this large of an operation, including bringing over 100 aircraft. you got to think about it for a second. Didn't we just have this big, giant debate continually in Congress about we're running out of cash? Oh, we've got to cut spending. Oh, we've got to cut Social Security from everybody. Now, all the money people paid, they can't get it. We've got to, we're not going to be able to pay our military members if we can't get the debt ceiling raised. But we're sending over 100 aircrafts into the NATO area to operate at the back door of the Ukraine incident. And, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing really abnormal about that. You know, we're just going to increase the debt ceiling $4 trillion now and, keep going on with stuff as uh, as it normally is. So, yeah, you, you think about that as you will. My opinion, I've told people this before, when you start seeing stuff like this happen, it's always a good idea to have a little bit extra backup. Maybe you want to have a little bit of extra purified water on hand, extra water filter, extra organic food buckets. Whatever you feel like you may need, sometimes if you're not quite sure you got enough or if you're starting out and you only got, say, maybe a couple weeks of food or you know a week or so of water, sometimes, in my opinion, it's a good idea to plan ahead accordingly. We're very big on that down here in Florida, especially with the massive hurricanes that we have. Granted, the more people to move down here that are not from Florida natively, they don't seem to understand that concept. That's why they try to go buy out the stores with water bottles the day before the hurricane. All of us natives, we already have the generators. We already have the tanks. We already have the fuel. We already have the water. That's just a yearly thing we do. And if we need extra, we go tap off on it before hurricane season and make sure we're stocked up on all our supplies. When stuff like this starts occurring, I highly encourage people, make sure you got a little bit extra backup if you need it on hand at all times. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting now, the backlash that is being done as far as the victim status from Target and also some of the people that are hardcore promoters of this transgender agenda is by all means almost comical at best. But then again, it's really not considering what they've been doing. I saw an article earlier here now. The <laughs> the individual that it actually was handling as far as the uh, Carlos Saavedra, who is actually the vice president for brand marketing at Target, uh, Carlos Saavedra, we're now finding out, 
blatantly mixed his uh, professional duties at Target with his agenda that he focuses on under the table. He is a top board member. This guy this is the vice president, the VP of brand marketing. He was over this and completely green-lighted this entire operation as far as even bringing in the alleged Satanist that blatantly said that he, you know, Eric Carnell, which I'll get into him in a second, was going to bring in all this clothing, the tuck-friendly tuck friendly bathing suits to Target also brought in along with all other strange stuff. And they had to make sure – they put it right at the front entrance for everybody to see and have to walk around. This guy's the one who spearheaded that, and we now find out he was a top board member of the advocacy group GLSEN, which is a K-12 through transgenderism and gay status support group that is actually much larger than you realize it is. It's an acronym chosen by the teachers who formed the Gay and Lesbian Straight education network in 1990 this is the group that has been extremely active in bringing in the transgender ideology into the public school rooms including through the books and the curriculums that's this group these guys have been pushing this agenda for a while and essentially this carlos Saavedra is at the top of the group as far as the board members, and also happens to be the VP for brand marketing at Target, and he made sure he was going to push his agenda. The problem is now, Savidra, as the retail, is pretty much the retail version of Bud Light's Alyssa uh, Heinerschleid, to wreck the company's Bud Light business by trying to rebrand the blue collar beer with this transgender kid, which, by the way, now is it's still going absolutely horrific for Bud Light. Surprise, surprise. This is what happens when you push his agenda. And what's interesting now, I've been seeing all these articles popping up in the mainstream media, literally calling now people that are that are protesting or not protesting, just boycotting Target for the month of June or for the entire year, whatever they want to do, calling us terrorists now and promoting terrorism. I kid you not. The trans designer in Target who blatantly promotes Satanism said that he was dealt the worst hand by having his products removed from the store and what's ironic about it he went on to say that i have not promoted satanism whatsoever satan respects my pronouns was just a tongue-in-cheek message and i am not involved in any type of satanism i just thought it was funny this is what he said now on market watch this is the article that came out now now if you flip it on what he tweeted two years ago that was just put up now on twitter he blatantly said and i quote this from eric carnell this is what he stated And I quote, being called a demon is something I can cope with, and the idea of a trans demon is pretty blank cool. Most of my work focuses on gothic or dark satanic imagery, juxtaposed with bright colors and LGBT positive messages. That is a quote from this Eric kid. So when he makes comments and he cries like a little baby and asks for his bottle and wants everybody to give him, you know, a bunch of condolences now because he got kicked out of Target. Because, oh, I was just – I'm being, I'm being dealt an unfair hand. I'm being discriminated against. No, bro, you're promoting Satanism in the United States blatantly through your transgender messaging coupled together directly goes against the word of God Almighty, directly against the Bible. It is not something we're going to sit around and just pretend like it's not happening while we watch it happening. And I've told people before – I've told everybody, you make your own decision on who you want to support. I don't care. It's up to you who you want to support, who you want to give money to. But I all encourage people heavily to vote with your dollar. 
understand who you're supporting and what you're doing. Because right now we're watching a full-blown war on anybody that doesn't go along with this agenda. On MSNBC now, they had an economics professor who has claimed blatantly that the boycott to Target is, and I quote, literally terrorism. They had a University of Michigan, Michigan economics professor on there, and he said, Target, are they're t- cowards, and they're using this as a smokescreen to make cowardly decisions. In this case, when Target caves in, this is when the moment you threaten the employees of a very large corporation, you get it to control its policies. This is economic terrorism, literally terrorism, by creating fear among the workers and f- forcing the corporation to sell the things you want and not the things you don't. Now, I've already asked multiple people that I've talked to and including people that I know that are in alternative media to please provide me with any type of evidence footage from Target that shows people walking in and harassing people with great bodily harm and creating fear in the stores. Now, I've seen people walk in and do investigative journalism and record stuff. Seen people walk around, and there was one video that they've tried to play, which was from two years ago, of this guy that's basically on TikTok that constantly causes confrontations, and he pulled up the pride sign off and threw it on the floor and stomped on it. It was from two years ago, and they've now recycled that video and said, this is what terrorism looks like. This is what extremism looks like. Guys, they're trying to promote your young children to change genders and have gender transition therapy, including puberty blockers along with cross-sex hormones administered to them so they can get ready to have their genitalia cut off. I mean, that's just, I can't make it any more clear cut. That's what they are promoting, and that's what they're encouraging with this behavior that they're constantly trying to promote. So, yes, there is no aspect of terrorism happening right now towards Target. There are people that are absolutely sick of what's going on. There are people that are hardcore Christians and conservatives that are absolutely sick of having their children targeted. Ironically enough to me, it's funny how the George George Floyd riots, the BLM riots, the Antifa riots, the transgender protesting, the transgender drag queen story shows that they have at restaurants all the time. That's 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 those are peaceful protests, you know, going in and trying to burn down courthouses with Molotov cocktails. Guys, that's just that's peaceful protesting. You understand that? It's, it's science. It's nothing else going on other than just it's science. It's peaceful protesting. But simply Americans saying they're not going to shop at a store because of their massive push for perversion, oh, that's, that's terrorism now. Ironically enough, you take it on a bigger scale. Well, what's the United States do every single time another country doesn't do exactly what they want? Oh, that's right. We do full national sanctions against them. Oh, you're not allowed to do business with the United States anymore because you did something we don't like. Nanny, nanny, boo, boo. Oh, and by the way, no other country that we work with or we're friends with is allowed to do business with you or either. And everybody else around the country, world goes, whoa, 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 the United States. We didn't agree to that. Oh, yes, you did. Because if you do business with them now, we're going to sanction you and nobody's going to be able to do business with you. So, ha, sanctions, 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 sanctions for everyone. If you don't do what we want, we're blocking you off from the entire world. Hmm. That sounds a lot, awful lot like terrorism, isn't it? No, wow, no, 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 no. You not supporting a store that openly promotes perversion and transgenderism? Oh yeah, no, that's 
That's terrorism, guys. If you haven't figured out my sarcasm right now, this is what they do on a regular basis with psychological warfare. You have to understand how they're manipulating the public. They're now pushing an agenda. When you don't go along with the agenda, they're the victim. This is the whole terminology with the transphobia they put out there all the time now. If you don't go along with what we're trying to push on your children, you're transphobic and you're a neo-Nazi racist bigot. For example, now the DHS has now been caught funding college programs that essentially have a giant pyramid listing. This is very interesting now. This was posted at a college. The Department of Homeland Security now has doled out more than $350,000 to university programs that place the Republican Party and the mainstream conservative groups on the pyramid of far-right radicalization alongside militant neo-Nazis, according to a document obtained by conservative media watchdog. DHS targeted violence and terrorism prevention grant program gave $352,000 in fiscal year 2022 to University of Dayton Project as part of an effort to develop and implement models on the risk and protective factors for radicalization to violence related to media literacy and online critical thinking for students. Now, if you don't think that sounds convoluted, it's because it is. What they blatantly did here, the prevents OH program at Dayton received the grant after a seminar was held at Ohio University's Human Rights Center. And what they did was, you can look at this. I'm going to post this on the website. It's a pyramid, like the pyramid graph chart that they put together, pyramid chart they put together of the foods you should eat. And they put breads and pastas at the very bottom. And they put, you know, meat and eggs at the very top, meaning those are the least you consume and you need to eat like 12 servings a day of breads and pasta. Horrific. Anybody that follows that diet is going to be 300 pounds and have significant cardiovascular and bowel problems. But hey, that's not the thing here. You need to focus on this. Well, they built their own pyramid chart again. And at the bottom, it's got things like Republican Party, American Conservative Union Foundation, the NRA. Fox News. I don't know why they coupled that in there. We already know who owns Fox News. But then it goes up to the number two level, and it goes into Make America Great Again hat, Prager University, Turning Point USA, Breitbart, Three Percenters, InfoWars. Then it goes up to the next section. It's got a big swastika. It's got MPI. because all these other hate groups at the very top. It's got the far-right, hardcore, leftist, neo-Nazi extremist groups at the very top. So what they're saying is here, They put this pyramid together, and they lumped everything together in order to create another visual talking point to talk about how anybody that may possibly align with any of these groups, even at the bottom, is essentially going to be considered a hardcore neo-Nazi racist skinhead. And that's just the way they're going to progress up the pyramid as they learn more and more. This, again, goes exactly back what I was discussing earlier with manipulation and psychological warfare. You have to go in because now a lot of people that see this pyramid, anybody that sees this pyramid that's even remotely educated and awake is going to laugh at it and go, this is insane. This is absolutely insane. That's not the point of this graph. It's not the point of this pyramid. The point of this pyramid is to make sure that people see this in colleges and they're indoctrinated, that people see this on the mainstream media. And they're indoctrinated. People can post this on all types of media platforms and push their agenda and say, see, 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 I told you this is what's out here now. If you support the NRA, you're a left wing or you're a right wing terrorist. That's the point of this. It's another visual point to try to push people's agenda 
into the direction that they want. So they follow the line that they want and they continue to go along with what they tell them. This is exactly what they're doing behind the scenes. You have the promoting like the ESG score that I talked about yesterday with environmental social governance, where they control these businesses all across the globe to push their agenda. And if they don't, well, they pretty much start just letting them go. CEO starts losing money. Now we're seeing what's going on with Target. And Dad made a valid point yesterday. The issue we're running into this is, I mean, this aspect of what Target's doing and how people are handling it is exceptional as far as boycotting it. But we're watching now, as I've said before, the slow demise of the retail companies across the country as Amazon continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Because the sad part about it is, and I'm just going to put this out there, and I know people are going to get mad at me as they always do. I get emails on this all the time. Is that while everybody's buying, everybody's boycotting Target, I can guarantee you 99% of the conservatives are going out and they're buying everything from Amazon now, which ironically is owned by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. So all the money that's normally being spent at Target is now just being funneled into Amazon, and Amazon now is fulfilling orders for the same products that people normally buy at Target. This is how they do their predatory business model with a massive online retail monopoly such as Amazon that continues to keep growing bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger every year with their infrastructure. Don't believe the lies when they say Amazon's losing money on this and losing money on that. It means they're allocating funds to another area and they're spending money. They're not losing money by any means. They're building up more infrastructure. They're expanding runways at airports that I personally know about. They're putting in more Amazon warehouses houses across the country. They're building a giant retail monopoly across the entire continent that they want to make sure at the very end of this platform, you don't have the chance to boycott anything because Amazon will own and operate everything. And if you want to boycott Amazon, you won't be able to buy anything. That's where they're going with this. And that is why I have intentionally and profusely asked people, At the loudest volume I can go, please, if you find something on Amazon that you want, please contact the company directly. It's not that difficult to do. My wife does it all the time. If you find a product that a company sells on Amazon, which most of them do now for the simple purpose of having marketing on Amazon and having a platform, because it's pretty much like if you're not on Amazon, you don't exist. Go to the company, find out who's selling it, go to them directly, and buy it from them directly. In most cases, if you contact them directly, you can usually get a better price if you call them up and talk to them, especially on a big-ticket item. That's why I've had people ask me before, well, Austin, diametrically opposed to Amazon, why do you have Health Masters brand supplements on Amazon? And I've answered this question 50 times, and I'll answer it 51 times. I do it specifically to keep my market and my brand alive in the retail marketplace that everybody seems to still like to shop at. I intentionally mark up my products on Amazon vastly higher than they are anywhere on my website to a point it's not even cost-effective to buy them. I sell very little, if anything, every month on Amazon. I use it as a free marketing platform to continue to help people contact us directly and then help encourage them to listen to the show and promote other brands that are basically national, that are patriots, conservative groups. If anybody buys something from me off Amazon, we always fill it up with Health Masters literature and encourage them to buy it from us directly at a much better price on our website. That is why the only reason I have it on Amazon whatsoever, because it is free to have an Amazon platform and promote your products. 
if that answers your question. If it allows me to bring one more person into the show that I can wake up and that one person from seeing it on Amazon talks to their family and starts talking to them about Christ or the Bible or starts talking to them about things that are currently happening right now, that right there was worth having a free marketplace on Amazon even selling nothing on it. Because I've told you before, Amazon takes like 15 20% right off the top. I have no interest nor any incentive to sell anything on Amazon nor give them a single penny whatsoever. That's why I do what I do on there, just to give everybody a heads up on that and answer that question that's been asked to me numerous times. Also, too, in other news, this is a big deal because you guys know I have massive disdain for the EPA. They're right up there in their level of stupidity with the ATF and FBI as far as alphabet agencies. I'd have to really do a graph, a chart, you know, a, a, a scale on it and see who actually is the stupider of the three and who's the most unconstitutional and rights-violating ATF, FBI, or EPA. It would be hard. They're all right there on the same platform with being equally as unconstitutional and as asinine and pushing their agenda. Told you guys before the EPA's primary agenda of what they have done now has been over the last decade and a half to push the automotive industry into the EV world before EV was even a thing. The EPA has done everything in their power to hamstring and hinder Americans from exercising their rights, including modifying their own personal vehicles that they may be using for off-road racing purposes to be able to do certain things in the automotive industry that allows vehicles to have much better fuel economy. Nope. EPA says you got to put a giant corn cob up the exhaust of a diesel engine, put a filter on it, make DEF fluid, burn through it with urea once every thousand miles, cut your fuel mileage by about 100 percent, 120 percent, and it's ludicrous. I mean you watch fuel mileage that normally on a truck would be 30, 30, 35 miles a gallon that I've seen on diesel trucks that have been fully, you know, as far as modified and changed, super clean. All of a sudden, they operate during emissions control down to 5 6%. I mean, just ludicrous numbers with the EPA's infinite stupidity. But again, it's designed to keep the massive, massive profits happening with, A, the fuel companies, oil industries, and also, two, keep the cost as high as they can for truckers and products. If you had a free market right now and you actually allowed truckers and automotive industry to modify vehicles, what do you think they would do in transportation? Do you think they'd try to make those trucks the most pollutive they could possibly make them? Or do you think they would try to modify them to make them as cost-effective and as fuel-efficient as physically possible? Uh, it would definitely be the most fuel-efficient as possible. If I can have a pickup truck and I'm going to be putting a 40-foot car carrier on it, and I'm going to be doing hot shot runs across the country, you know, and say a F-350, and I know if I modify the truck properly and make it run super clean, I can probably get 12, 13 miles a gallon with a trailer, which is possible, or I can leave it stock with a DPF on and I can average six. Which one do you think I would rather do? Makes sense, right? Only if you don't think about it with the EPA. <laughs> well, the EPA now decision last week from the Supreme Court in Sackett versus EPA is another sweeping application of the term waters of the U.S. by the EPA. And this is a huge, huge ruling by the Supreme Court is that they have set a clear and practical definition that respects the words intent of Congress in the Clean Water Act. So what the Supreme Court did in this ruling in Sackett versus EPA, they said EPA's got to scrap everything they've done with the term waters of the U.S. The EPA came in 
and they brought this broad definition out, Waters for the U.S., which pretty much allowed them to come up with their own definitive answer of what that means with this broad terminology. So pretty much any point in time, if the EPA decides they want to, they can come on your property and say, hey, you've got a puddle over there that's a retention pond. We're regulating it now. Oh, we've tested it and found there's something in it we don't like. We're fining you now. We're going to just go on our merry way, and we don't even have to have a warrant. We can just mosey around our property at any point in time and do whatever we want at anywhere we go because, well, we're the EPA. and Our infinite stupidity and our moronic behavior knows no bounds. Well, this is really taking a huge fang out of the EPA as a massive win for farmers, ranchers, and property owners across the country. Obviously, farmers and property owners take water quality seriously. It's what you live on. <laughs> it's what you live. It's what you own. It's where you are. Obviously, if you have water on your property, you're probably going to want it to at least be moderately decent, right? That's why the Farm Bureau had been calling clarity when it came to the waters of the U.S. for decades now. The 2015 and 2023 rules set extremely vague boundaries that will allow the regulation of vast areas of land as waters of the U.S. that the EPA can pretty much come at you with for any reason. They expanded federal authority far beyond what Congress intended, and the Supreme Court now unanimously rejected the overage. Listen to this. All nine of the Supreme Court justices agreed that the EPA's so-called significant nexus test, the agency's tool to assert more authority over private land, was a vast overreach. The justices only disagreed five to four on which wetlands that are adjacent to navigational waters can be regulated. Still in favor of Sackett, so, so basically ruling against the EPA. Listen, think about that for a second. The EPA's position overall of their significant nexus test was rejected by all nine justices in the court, meaning even the ones that may have been partisan, the ones that may be hardcore left, even ruled that it was far overreach from the EPA to do what they do. EPA's subjective test gave the federal government the ability to regulate mostly dry features and wetland miles from the nearest navigatable water based on an indefinite mix of complex scientific factors that nobody understood except for the EPA. So farmers were having to get teams of lawyers and consultants at their own dime, I might add, in hope of determining whether or not their land was regulated waters and many would need federal permits for basic farm work like moving dirt and building fences. The Farm Bureau has fought this land grab for years with the agencies and the courts, and finally the highest court in the land has had it stopped. The victory is a powerful example of the strength of the Farm Bureau when they work together with a united voice on behalf of all farmers and ranchers. So now the EPA has to go back to the drawing board with clear directions and boundaries and then get that approved now based on what they're doing, which I'm sure – Knowing the EPA and their massive, massive push for control, they're going to try to do something again. So this fight's not over, but at least we now have the Supreme Court coming in and saying, your Lexus test, your Waters test that you guys just determined essentially pull out of a hat or just shuffle cards. I right, was going to shuffle this deck and, and your pond is now under control of the EPA because, well – we deemed it so, you know, we shuffled the cards and it's ours now. So, yeah, we're fining you. We're fining you because the water. Well, what about my water? Well, you got to determine what's wrong with your water. We don't have to determine what's wrong. With it. We're just saying we control it and we've now just arbitrarily ruled that your water is a problem. So now you've got to figure out what's wrong with it and figure out how you're going to come into compliance. 
Well, I don't even know what I'm out of compliance in. Oh, well, that's why you need to read our test on here. You need to understand exactly what we said. So you need to get some attorneys. You need to get some consultants. You need to figure out how you're violating the law. Have a nice day. We'll continue to find you every single day. You don't figure it out. This is literally how they act, guys. I've seen it. I've talked to ranchers that have dealt with the EPA. This is exactly how every single alphabet agency operates because none of them have any oversight anymore in a tyrannical government. This is what happens when you have the FBI putting confidential informants in groups that are under investigation or they're indicted, monitoring and spying on them. This is what happens when you have the FBI continually go in and get information on people that haven't committed a crime. This is what happens when the ATF comes in and arbitrarily says, hey, by the way, that one little piece of plastic that you had on the buffer tube on your AR that we said was legal for the last decade, well, we've determined it's not legal anymore. Well, why not? Why is it not legal? Well, it's just what we said, and so here's some list of ways you can comply. If you don't comply and do what we tell you to do, uh, it's illegal, and you're going to be charged with a felony if you get caught with it, which, by the way, that now is, to my knowledge, from the last court hearing that I heard, I think, three or four days ago or last week, they're now saying that there's basically an injunction that's being put on the timeline with that now because essentially I think it ends today as far as with the entire process of uh, – the ATF trying to rule this. I've followed a little bit on it, but I've already told a lot of people my stance, and so everybody can figure out their own stance on this. This entire construct, when you comply with bullies, most people understand that there's really nothing that ever stops, correct? Some bully walks up to you every single day, and he says, you got to give me a dollar a day. You go, I don't want to give you a dollar a day. I'm going to give you a dollar a day. I'm going to punch in the face. Kid doesn't want to get punched in the face. Ken's a, kid, Ken's a bully a dollar a day. Well, then a week later, the bully says, you know what? I need more money. You owe me $2 a day now. You told me you were going to not punch me in the face. I gave you a dollar a day. Well, it's up to $2 now. If you don't give me $2, I'm going to punch you twice in the face, one in the nose and one in the jaw. But that doesn't make any sense. I'm already giving you a dollar, so now i got to give you more money or take more beatings? Yes, that's how it works with bullies. The only thing bullies understand is noncompliance and getting hit back right in the face as hard as you can. I, mean, I learned a long time ago when I got into jiu-jitsu and karate taekwondo and a lot of different fighting skills is that violence is something that is all around us on a regular basis we can pretend to act like the world we live in is just something that just is this utopian fairy tale and we've had this really nice plush couple last generations and the truth about this is ideals are peaceful history is violent the vast majority of these generations now have never actually been hit in the face Vast majority of kids I know now have never even really been in a real fight. They have no understanding of what happens when you get in a true altercation with someone that's bigger than you and stronger than you, and they wish to do you great bodily harm. They really don't. So they have this utopia mindset that suddenly we live in this world that's just, oh, we live in a 15-minute city, and there's no conflict, and everything's perfect. And if somebody says something to me that offends me, I can go get Play-Doh and go pet my puppy dog in a safe space because nothing, nothing can hurt me there. These individuals are weak. They're weak-minded individuals. They will continually be weak until they choose to no longer be weak. You have to embrace it sometimes. That sometimes things are rough. Sometimes things are painful. Sometimes things are extremely difficult to push through. But that's what separates everybody apart. That's what separates the winners from the losers. That separates the ones from actually who push through and prevail and the ones that sit back and continually blame everybody else for their problems. The thing about this is a lot of people go, well, it's scary. It's scary, you know, to get in a fight, or it's scary to stand up for something. Sometimes you feel scared. 
not going to lie, there's vast majority of times. I'd be lying if I said a lot of the huge fights and tournaments that I was in U.S. Open, that I would get butterflies in my gut and feel sick almost every single time I'd step up. And then immediately I'd lock in. Once it was time to go, I'd lock in and clear the mechanism. Okay, that's what to do. But I'd be lying if I said it didn't make me nervous and scared. It's not fun. You don't want to get in a ring, start fighting with somebody sometimes, but that's what you're there to do. That's your commitment. What makes it a problem is when you allow that fear or that scared feeling to stop you, to hinder you from doing what you need to do, what you committed to do, what you signed up to do, what you gave your word you were going to do, and now you back out because you're scared. That's when it makes you a pansy. That's when it makes you no good, and that's when you have to take an idea and take a step back and say, okay, I put my commitment on this. I said I was going to do it. I said I was going to protect him. I said I was going to do what I had to do, and that's where so many people now, and I saw this during COVID. It was so frustrating to me how so many people literally just flew whatever the wind direction went. Oh, I'm going to go along with this. I'm not going to go along with this now. Oh, it's not. Big deal, just get through it 15 days, 14 days to flatten the curve. Oh, just wear a mask, Oscar. It's not a big deal now. Oh, just get the shot now. Oh, just get the booster shot. Why are you being so adamant? Why are you being so militant? Because I didn't want to do it. My answer, I don't want to do it. Why in the world do you feel, or why does somebody feel they have the ability to come in and tell you, you have to do something you don't want to do simply by me stating it? That's tyranny, my friends. That is not a constitutional republic. Nothing about that. It's as a republic. Everything about that is pure communism. Communism. You have to do this now because I said you're going to do it. You have to give me more money so I can give it to so and so because that's what I said you had to do. Mm, how about that's a hard no, bro? How about we figure out loopholes? How about we figure out ways around this? How about we figure out ways that I don't need to comply through consent? I can say no or I can stand up or I can make ways around it. How about I don't want to give money to a company that's openly promoting transgender and the children? Hey, you see people voted with their dollars with this. Bud Light and Target made a horrific mistake with this, and I am extremely proud of the United States population for coming in and saying we're not going to take this. This takes resolve. I'm sure Target's a, a main staple for some people in certain areas, especially rural areas. That's what's close to them. That's the only place they have to go. But as I've said before – the way this stops and the way this changes is people continue to buy things from companies that are Patriot-owned, that continue to want to go out and support companies that continually promote truth and freedom in a constitutional republic. I know the pub, uh, I think Public Square or something I saw the other day. We put Health Masters up on that the other day and set up an account with them. That's a big freedom group now that's basically an online collective group of companies. And so I think it's pretty legit. I did some research on it. I think it's public SQ. And so that's what they're starting to work on now is a group of you know patriots that are coming together and saying, listen, this is where you're going to have places you know companies are legitimate. You can support them here. It's a little, it's a little you know, janky right now, the whole operation with it, because I, I set up an account on it. Now I set up two accounts for us, so i got to contact them. But again, this is how you make change. You vote with your dollar. One of the most effective things you can always do to elicit change anywhere you want to. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. Speaking of that, this is another thing that you can do, I'll tell you right now, to change things around you collectively in an area. Amazon Sidewalk is now starting to roll out in these nice, tiny little neighborhoods. And some of these really cookie-cutter houses that have six-foot setbacks and are right next to each other, that's primarily where a lot of the stuff is implemented. Areas that are a little bit bigger lots. 
people that you know, people you know in your basically neighborhood, you can get collectively together to turn a lot of this off. But Amazon Sidewalk is now using Bluetooth and Wi-Fi signals to pool small amounts of internet bandwidth from multiple locations to build a mesh network internet of things. Remember when I talked about this six, seven years ago, people laughed at me. They said, they're not building internet of things. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, you, you can read it right here. Big tech. Communism has arrived in the United States now, my friends. The World Economic Forum goals for the Fourth Industrial Revolution and Great Reset, where nobody will own anything and confined to 15-minute smart cities, is clearly a modern-day big-tech version of communism that they're pushing right in front of us. Amazon Sidewalk, introduction here. Here's the description from Amazon Sidewalk from Amazon.com. The secure, low-cost network that can connect devices up to a half a mile away. Imagine a network that securely connects your device to the internet for free from nearly anywhere. It exists. It's called Amazon Sidewalk. It has a range farther than most Wi-Fi and is less expensive than the cost of typical cellular network. This network opens the door to the creation of new types of devices for homes, businesses, and cities. Amazon Sidewalk is a secure, free-to-connect community network designed provide reliable connectivity for billions of devices. and It's already accessible to 90% of the population. And it shows you right here, Amazon Echo. Amazon air quality monitor, and it shows its houses that are around each other. I'm listing the things that they point out of here. Water leak sensor, ring spot cam, ring video doorbell, remotely managed street lights. Remember when I told you guys before about the random purple ultraviolet street lights that were popping about and what they're actually being used for? And those were the ones that were basically being marked, and they were having issues with the um, interference with the LEDs on them, and they were marking them because the Wi-Fi – those are Wi-Fi repeaters. Everybody laughed at me. I still have people laughing at me about those. No, it's not. It's an LED that went bad, bro. I've been in the LED lighting industry in the automotive field for over a decade. I can tell you right now, I have never seen a white LED chip, which most of them are Cree chips. You can look that up. I've never seen a white LED chip suddenly turn ultraviolet because it went bad. It doesn't happen with LED chips. LED chips just burn out and stop working. They will suddenly go from a white chip to an ultraviolet chip. They're completely different types of chips to have an ultraviolet LED chip and a white LED chip. Just a side note, I thought I'd throw that out there. And so I'll post this on the website as well. You guys can look at it with the side Amazon sidewalk mesh that connects everything in your house. This is why I tell you all the time, don't bring smart devices in your house on a regular basis if you want to have privacy. The Aleska, the doorbell ring, I get it. The doorbell ring with the camera is a great addition for a little bit of security. However, if you really want to do one, try to hardwire in an actual doorbell camera that you can use. The doorbell ring when connected to the internet is another way to continue to monitor things on a regular basis. And all these things ping off one another. The next thing you can do is when you have everything hardwired and you have permissions turned off on devices, especially if you have smart devices, you unplug your Wi-Fi at night. It gets piggybacked on, guys, and it continues to send out Wi-Fi signals that disrupt your sleep pattern. I know that sounds like a, oh, tinfoil hat. It's not. Do your own research on it, please. I have articles on the website that go into detail with that on what Wi-Fi and EMF radiation does to your sleep pattern, messes up your pituitary gland, messes up your melatonin production, messes up all types of different aspects of your sleep. 
my opinion, I think this is why you're seeing more and more people that are becoming so disturbed in some sense and not sleeping and not having adequate rest at night because you're trying to sleep and you're being bombarded with radiation all night, especially the Wi-Fi frequencies. It's extremely easy to unplug it. If you're building a new house or if you're doing a remodeling or construction, set it up so your Wi-Fi router, whatever outlet that goes into, all goes into one same outlet and have a switch that will shut it off in the middle of the night and completely shut power off to it. That's what I did in my house. I have a switch in my bedroom. I can switch off my entire Wi-Fi system. Every single thing that's plugged into that outlet, which, by the way, is an attic on the other side of the house, dude, shuts it off right there. It, never, it goes dead. I did solar board in my house, solar board on the walls. That's why when people come to my house, they're like, dude, you have no Wi-Fi here. You have no internet service. I'm like, oh, sorry. Let me turn the Wi-Fi on for you if you really got to use it. Dude, I got to go outside most of the time for phone calls in my house. That's something that I'll just deal with. You know, I just I don't have a problem with that. It's not that big of a deal to me to have a secure house whenever I want it to be. Also, be very careful about allowing your DVR camera system. If you have a hardwired camera system, like most people do, that I know that want to have nice security, be very careful about allowing that stuff to stay on whenever you travel. I know a lot of people like to have it connected to Wi-Fi. Make sure you have a secure system that's not going to be hacked, even though pretty much that's an oxymoron. But I know a lot of people like to be able to check their cameras on their phone. When you go out of town, and you have your Wi-Fi system turned on the entire time you're home, and that Wi-Fi system is connected to DVR. If you're not if your system is not hardened, people can go in and monitor your cameras on what's going on. They can actually go in and erase camera footage that's on there when it's with what's on your DVR, depending on the systems. Just something to be aware of. I know it's convenient. I get that being able to put your cameras on your phone when you're out of town. Really, really nice app to have. But again. Weigh it out and make sure you're getting the proper platform to don't have open back doors that people can just go in, hack your Wi-Fi system, and then go in and start messing with your cameras. Again, that takes a lot. Somebody's really got to want to mess with you to do that, but I'm just throwing that out there. Also, too, make sure you keep your permissions off on your phone. I can't say that enough. Keep your cameras covered up and keep your permissions covered up. can't tell you how many times people ask me about that. I tell them to go in their settings, and they go in to their basically privacy with their microphone in their camera. And, man, they got five, six, seven, eight different apps. All of them got camera and microphone all turned on. Boom, 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 all green. That means you are consenting and you are giving those applications to leave your microphone on and your camera on at all times to monitor, record, and photograph every single thing you do wherever your phone goes. They build in a giant algorithm around you, a full database platform with predictive programming to determine what you're going to do next, what you're going to look at, who you're going to talk to, who you're going to hang around, where you're going to go, everything you're going to do. And my friends, right now, you say, well, that's not a big deal. I don't really care. Think about that for a second. When you say, I don't care, I have somebody watching me and monitoring and hearing every single conversation I have, watch the movie Minority Report if you want to get an eyeful on that. Also, too, in other news, this is something that I saw on Health Impact News. I'm going to post a link to it. I'm not going to go into crazy detail on it, but I just want to give everybody kind of a heads up. Because apparently this is becoming a thing. Did not know this. I don't really stay at VRBOs or Airbnbs much ever. But now there have been multiple reports of people that have been discussing the fact that they've been finding cameras inside of their Airbnbs and VRBOs. And again, the concept of you're in somebody's home that they own or they're renting and they're VRBOing it to you and they want to know what's going on. I kind of understand that. But then you also have the privacy aspect of 
cameras being in certain areas. And uh, there was one they found. This was over in, uh, I think Kennedy Codwell put a video of this. I don't find it right here. That somebody actually had a camera in a fake outlet in the wall in the bathroom. Now, outlets, you know, are kind of on the side of the wall right there, two, three feet off the ground in a bathroom. Kind of strange you'd have a camera right there at that angle in a bathroom. Do with that what you will. But, uh, yeah, getting a little creepy. Be cautious of that, man, when you're staying at these places. Things that you can do that. Always check as far as you can turn the lights off. If you see little red lights or green lights somewhere in the room, it means they have power. And so check for that if you're staying in one. Also, you can check the mirror for two-way mirrors. Apparently, that's becoming a thing now with two-way mirrors with cameras behind it. It's creepy as that sounds. You can check to see if the, the mirror's bolted in the wall if you can't move it. Uh, you can also take a flashlight. If you hold a flashlight up to a mirror, you can usually see if it's a two-way mirror or not. You can see what's behind it. Uh, you can also use a camera. Most cameras on your phone, if you turn them on, and you say grab a remote and push the button while you're looking through your camera, while, you're, while the remote's facing it, you'll see the infrared. It'll be like a little purple-red light that comes on. Usually you can see it on most of the phones. You can also do that in certain areas where they might be hiding a camera. Again, I don't even know why I really have to bring this up, but I'm just telling you, be cautious, man. There's some really weird people out there, some very strange people out there. And now that it seems like everybody and their mom is VRBOing and airbnb either owns one or is staying at one, this is a thing for some weird people, I guess, to get involved in. So, again, your privacy. I mean, I wouldn't want really my wife or my kids in the bathroom with a camera at outlet height recording them in the bathroom. I mean, that's pretty sick. Just throwing that out there. So be aware of that. Use wisdom, especially if you're staying at these places. Do some research on it. And by all means, when you get there, do a little bit of uh, you know investigation and make sure you've actually got privacy where you think you actually have privacy. Also, too, in other news, I saw this as well, and I'm bringing this up again. The more and more studies I'm starting to see now, I brought it up earlier in MB, MPJ vaccines at the beginning of this month on the large-scale study from Nature.com portfolio that was talking about risk assessment of retinal vascular occlusion after COVID-19 vaccination. And there's more stuff that's coming out now saying this is the second most prevalent cause of vision loss related to retinal vascular disease after diabetic retinopathy. This is starting to happen in the vast majority of people that are vaccinated, it seems like, as far as it's happening in mostly people that are vaccinated. One thing that I've constantly told people before is you've got to make sure you're keeping good blood flow throughout the body, like with the vitamin E, incredibly good formula, also the HGH stimulate, natural vasodilator, and by all means, if you're wanting to maintain proper ocular health, you've got to hammer the eyesight. That product is incredible. I've told people about it for years, and it's funny. The product never really took off when I first rolled it out, and I had worked on it, and it was a little frustrating to me because I knew – how effective the formula was, but it just never really took off. A lot of people didn't try it out. And then suddenly, I think a lot of people actually started to do some research. And with the taurine, the lutein, the lysopene, these are all really, really important nutrients if you look them up for eyesight. People started to try it, and then they went, oh, my goodness, this actually works really, really good for my eyesight. It's helping out with blurry vision. It's helping out with eye fatigue. It's really, really important you do that because the eyes – are being constantly bombarded now, especially with blue light, with what we're looking at the TV screens, we're looking at the computer screens, when you're looking at your uh, phones, 
That's why blue light filters are really good. Blue light glasses are really good. If you can, by all means, make sure you turn the blue light option off. A lot of phones and TVs still have that. I think the older ones do. I don't know if the new ones still do, but you can turn that off, and it'll massively cut down that blue light, which is they're finding out is really, really bad for your overall long-term vision. Something that's just not good at all because your eyesight, whew, you got to protect that. I remember years ago when I was working in construction, I was like 20 years old, and I had a buddy of mine. I was always pretty big on safety glasses from shooting my whole life, so I'd always run clears. And uh, in the afternoon, at least have sunglasses on if we were outside working with the ICF builders we were doing with hurricane window door installations. And uh, I remember this one guy was running a chop saw, and he was cutting L-channel aluminum for the framing. And, boy, he got a piece of aluminum that sheared off, and it got in his eye, and, oh, it was a mess. He ended up going to have him go to the hospital. He was blessed. He didn't lose his eyesight. But I remember seeing that. We were trying to flush his eye out, and he had this chunk of aluminum. And I remember thinking, all right, I already was really picky about my eyesight. Now I'm really, really picky about my eyesight. So I always encourage people, if you're working with stuff, you're working with saws, you're working with firearms, you're working with anything – Always have a good couple sets of goggles. You can use the orange glasses, which help out with glare. You can run clears if you're doing outside and it's a little lower. You can run dark shades. I'm a huge – I'm not promoting this at all because I'm just bringing this up off the top of my cuff. I'm a huge proponent of Oakley ballistics. A lot of people don't know about these. These are usually the standard issue that they give to the U.S. military. And they're actually ballistic lenses. There's multiple other brands out there that are ballistic rated. However, years ago, I had a set that were getting kind of junky. The lenses were just scratched up, and we actually shot it with a 22 rifle and shot it from probably 20 yards away. And we caught the left corner of it, and it did not penetrate. It actually deflected the 22 bullet. That right there showed me how strong those are. And again, there's other brands out there, so I'm not promoting Oakley because I'm not a huge fan of them. I just bought them years ago. I still use them. But if you're using firearms, I highly recommend you have a good set of ballistic lenses or multiple sets of ballistic lenses because it can also protect you against ricochets, shrapnel if something hits a wall, even in a tactical situation. There's a reason why they're standard issue with infantry. So again, something to look at, something to be aware of, and something to keep in your gear bag at all times especially if you got a good gear bag you keep in your truck where you travel with always have a set of backup glasses in there for you or your family or somebody else i'm gonna i wear sunglasses everywhere i got sensitive eyes i don't like being out in bright sunlight down here in florida but just something to be aware of also to another news one last story that i wanted to bring up because i thought this was interesting as you know there's always this mixed information with elon musk well Elon Musk, Neuralink, said last week, the end of last week, it has now received regulatory approval to start the first human clinical studies for his brain implant. They went on to say, we're excited to share that we received the FDA's approval to launch our first in human clinical study. The company tweeted, this is a result of incredible work by the Neuralink team in close collaboration with the FDA and represents an important first step that will one day allow our technology to help many people. Neuralink has been working for years on a brain-computer interface through wireless brain implants. The FDA reportedly rejected the company's previous request for human trials last year, citing safety concerns. Reuters reported Neuralink was under investigation by the U.S. Department of Agriculture Inspector General over allegations his experiments were causing undue suffering and deaths to its animal test subjects. As you guys know, Elon Musk is the co-founder and CEO of Neuralink. Again, information, do with it what you want. I've been very adamant about not having a chip implanted in my brain. It's just something I'm not going to have happen. Uh, again, this is technology that's rolling out there. 
if you don't think this is going to be tied into the Internet of Things, read some more on the Amazon Sidewalk project that they're working on right now. If you don't think this stuff is all going to be tied into a grid, and you think about it for a second, if they can have all manner of perversion of filth that's on the Internet now, and it essentially is floating all around, and you can download it, and stuff can go here, and stuff can go here, and now they want to have this Internet of Things in your house to all your items, all the products in your house, all connect and talk to one another and produce Wi-Fi, this whole Internet of G, Internet of Things, Wi-Fi going to 5G. What do you think is going to happen when people start getting brain implants that have computer interfaces into them? Just, just thought. Does that mean that that information is collectively going to be able to be downloaded into your brain subconsciously or consciously? You're going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to do it. Remember what they've already talked about now with the 6G rolling out? I brought this up a year and a half ago. People laughed at me. (laughs) Tech's coming out there now that they're already starting to want to make contact lenses and different lenses that can actually project your computer or your phone screen right in front of you without actually looking at your phone through 6G. So you can actually walk around and scroll the internet and stay in a constant stupor, I guess, on TikTok, scrolling meaninglessly all day long right in front of you without ever holding your phone. That's where 6G is rolling out now with the hologram system that they want to start pumping out there. Again, be very, very cautious, and by all means, please protect your children. Don't let them use an iPad and iPhones, please. I've talked to you about the data. I'll post more data again if you guys need more on it, on what it does to the children with a constant dopamine trigger. They've also shown that children that look at phones while they eat are much more inclined to be obese now as they start to get older because they constantly mindlessly eat and they want to be distracted while they shovel food in their stomach. They're not actually having a true sensation of ghrelin in their stomach and being hungry and eating out of necessity. They're eating it just to eat. Not a good look for kids, my friend. Continue to protect them at any and all cost. I mean that sincerely. I appreciate you guys. Hope you had a good show today on this show. i got a lot more stuff I need to cover tomorrow. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and I'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.